Hello, I know that there are some of you who know me, but for those who don't, my name is Hagen Archer. I'm currently a senior at East High School and will be attending South Dakota School of Mines in the fall for mechanical engineering. Today, I want to talk to you about loving your neighbor. If I were to ask what that means to most people, they would answer with something along the lines of, it's a principle that most Christians live by and it means to treat everyone with respect and dignity no matter who they are, how they think, or what they look like. And if I were to ask these same people if they feel they live by this principle, they would probably answer with, well, of course. However, it is only the beginning of what this principle, this way of life, means. It doesn't mean putting on a smiley face to someone who you find distasteful and then going on next door, Facebook, or whatever you might use to trash someone behind their back. No, this is not at all what loving your neighbor is. Loving your neighbor is beyond ignoring those perceived flaws about them, but rather discounting the existence of those perceived flaws entirely. This encompasses so much of the basic Christian philosophy, and it calls for you not only to turn the other cheek, but also to empathize with anyone and everyone you meet. For example, in my life, I have had to experience many events that would, and have, until fairly recently, left me with a bitter taste of anger and a want of revenge. These events include being bullied and outcast in elementary school and middle school by my peers, um, by people in positions of trust, leaving me to feel alone, depressed, and what some might characterize as scared through large parts of my life. However, in the last year or so, I've been able to do true work on myself and have had that classic aha moment uh, to realize that the principle of loving my neighbor something I hold so dearly to my heart calls for me not only to put on a fake smile and say all is well, but to truly believe that and to empathize and forgive those who do not love me as their neighbor. With this realization, I have a new understanding of our world. With the dawn of our current reality, I have observed the whole of humanity becoming more and more divided. And I think this is due to humanity losing our ability to empathize. With these divisions, the lack of empathy is grotesquely evident, often met with what seems to be hatred and anger towards a, the supposed offending group or individual. I think that it is our responsibility as Christians, as humans who are kind, to see this and to say to ourselves, why don't I take the first step to show what true empathy is? Instead of blaming someone else, we should recognize how they feel, understand their story. Although it might not be immediate, they will eventually reciprocate this behavior. The New Testament assures us that love is met with love. This could have a remarkable domino or butterfly effect until the whole of our worlds are truly able to empathize and love our neighbors. Before I'm finished, I want to address everyone who is listening to me. I've noticed for the past 18 years that I have been a member of Montview, clapping my way through my baptismal walk with Reverend Calhoun, the words above our entrance are all are welcome here. To help spread this wave of empathy, I think everyone should take those words truly to heart. And when they find themselves saying, maybe someone shouldn't be welcome, to immediately disperse that notion and accept, accept and empathize with every fellow amazing creation of God, no matter our politics, ethnicities, orientation, or any other human definition. In the end, each and every one of us is a beloved child of God, living equally and fully in his neighborhood. Hi, my name is Sam Adgate, and I'm a graduating senior from DSST Mafia High School. The Scout Oath states as follows, On my honor, I will do my duty, to God and my country, to obey the Scout law, 
to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. Thinking about today's text, it's hard not to think that the statement might have been drawn from Luke 10. As Jesus replies to the lawyer in this story, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. I hear a strong connection. I believe that most of the parts of the scout oath are synonymous with Jesus' words. My duty is to love God with the physical strength he has given me, with the mind he has given me, with my soul. But I must also help my neighbor. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, the Levite and the priest acted how many of us would have, seeing the beaten man as a sign of potential danger and avoiding the area. The Samaritan was a Boy Scout, knowing fully that Samaritans never interacted with Jews and cared for him with what he had. Loving one's neighbor can be interpreted literally, helping those who live around you. But what Jesus said should be interpreted as providing care and compassion even, though, even to those who have no relationship to you, but who are now in need. By love, but loving your neighbor does not always need to be in a time of need. Service is one of the pillars of scouting, and a good part of my time as a Boy Scout has been spent completing service to my community. For me, loving my neighbor is also means being an active part in my community, wanting to make it better for my neighbors. This April, I have completed my Eagle Scout project, where I installed a bike repair stand at the Odyssey School of Denver. This project was built to help the community for both the school and the people who live around it. I personally wanted to complete this project because of the benefits to the school. Odyssey is an expeditionary, expeditionary learning school where they educate students through learning expeditions linked with projects to engage the students and their learning styles. Some of these trips are bike trips and the school provides bikes for those who, who do not have them. However, each year them, they must hire a mechanic to look over the bikes and make sure that they are all fit to ride. The installation of the stand provides them with a tool to do that themselves, only hiring a mechanic for complex problems. They've been wanting a stand like this for some time and when I was looking for a location, my mentor suggested that I install it at Odyssey. This is loving my neighbor, supporting my community through a service project to create lasting impacts. Most importantly, I believe that we must love our neighbors during this time. I feel that with so many tensions in the communities around us, we need to learn that all of us are part of this world, and we need to all work together to bring it back to normal. We must serve the Lord our God with all our strength, mind, heart, and soul, which is to say, we must serve our neighbor as we are all made in God's image. No one has enjoyed the pandemic and making things harder will not help us end it. What I ask you to do is at some point to love your neighbor. No matter what you do, anything helps. In scouting, our motto is do a good turn daily. Do a good turn today. Love your neighbor as yourself. Hi, my name is Natalie Wadwa, and I'll be attending Brown University next year. Love your neighbor as yourself. It was comical for me that this is today's theme because it's the first message that ever resonated with me in the church. Part of it was the simplicity of the phrasing, but more so that I, for the first time in my youth, could decipher that love and neighbor didn't just mean love and neighbor. There was a part of my brain that was chewing that phrase as I sat through that first Sunday service with the love thy neighbor sign in the annex. I've been taught that love was good and that neighbors were the people in the homes next to me, but that wasn't what this was saying and I knew it, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Love thy neighbor. 
I looked around. I saw people struggling with food insecurity, immigration, gun violence, pollution, and I felt isolated. There was a disconnect between the news and myself, but I still felt a childlike connection from the outside world to the inside of my brain. Then almost instinctively, I realized that these people were all my neighbors, that everyone was my neighbor. I realized that to be a neighbor was not a construct of distance between two structures, rather a fact of existence. Neighborship is a choice of ignorance or action towards other human beings, not a line on a county map. So that left love. But why love? Why not help thy neighbor? Why not respect thy neighbor? Because love isn't just one thing. I can't point at a person and say, you love them, because it's not a quality that can be assigned to an action, the way helping can definitively be assigned to carrying a box up to a friend's apartment, or respect can be assigned to a student thanking their teacher every single day. Is love the feeling of the first day I held my dog as a puppy? Is it love in the cross that says, I am always with you, sitting above my desk from my time as a youth elder? Is it love in the watercolor painting my five-year-old exchange sister handed me on my first day in Spain that said, te quiero, or I love you? Love can be trust, giving of oneself to another, encouragement, fellowship. To love isn't just one thing because it's in everything and can be anywhere for anyone. So to love thy neighbor, for me, became to give myself to everyone, to everything. So I tried. I planned school rallies and became student body president and team captain and the state director of a gun violence prevention organization. I protested, I testified, I raised funds, I told jokes, I loved my neighbors as hard as I could. But I was missing one vital, vital part, because the phrase isn't just love thy neighbor, it's love thy neighbor as yourself. I had spent all these years giving, and I hadn't realized I was taking from myself all the while. The hours I filled in my planners weren't just to love, they were were to distract myself from the reality of my mind, which was mostly empty. I pushed myself academically, and I forgot to push myself as a kid. And for all these years, I had defined love as giving without need for reciprocation and neighbors as those around me. But then COVID happened, and my empty hours stacked up, I was forced to sit with myself and I had no choice but to oblige. And there I learned I liked the challenge of chess. I love organizing social justice events and I can do a mean knit stitch. I think it's easy to look back at my time in isolation and see the negative because there was a lot of it. But I'd rather look back and see myself become my own neighbor. I'm willing to bet that there is a skill or a moment or two over the past year you've had where you became a little closer with yourself. The authenticity is so easy to lose in a stack of papers or a long to-do list, but I urge you to hold on to it. Love does not exist only from point A to point B. It's a mutual experience. To love your neighbor as yourself is not only radical devotion to the self, it's a radical devotion to the world. To neglect oneself as a neighbor is to stop the cycle of love, whatever that may be, and then we aren't really loving anyone, are we? Much less our neighbors. When our outlook on the world is altered by the betterment of ourselves, does it not follow that we may desire to increase the impact of our reach? Do we not love our neighbors best when we use genuinity as a foundation for relationships? I have no idea what these next four years hold, but I've got a brain, a conviction to love, and a whole lot of neighbors who are still strangers. And I'm willing to bet everyone has a neighbor who needs some love, whether it be themselves or someone else. So I'm not sure that there's a better sentiment for us to live by than love your neighbor as yourself. So let's.